What's up, guys? You're listening to Confessions of a Gym Rat, getting you through the nine to five as healthily and happily as possible. If you are looking for this podcast on YouTube this week, unfortunately, you're not going to get it. Um, I Listen, I doubt that that many of you are even looking for it, but here's a little story for you. They're, they're going through all of the little cul-de-sacs in my development and, and changing the how like the roofs or whatever. So now they're doing the ones across from me, which unfortunately where I recorded my room, the window, the like there's this big window you guys can't see because of where I set up. But right outside that window and across the way, they're they're redoing the roofs and it's loud and they're also for some reason and we like I find that the garbage people do this too. They just have like no regards for if people are sleeping or working from home, which is like a very common thing thing these days. And listen, like, you know, you're, when the garbage truck comes around, it's going to make noise. When you're putting new roofs on a house, it's going to make noise. Okay. That's, I get that. But it's like, they're cackling and screaming at each other. Like, I don't know what is so funny. But I woke up this morning and the sound of the drill and the hammer, whatever, like that's kind of, uh, that could be background noise. It doesn't bother me that much. But this one woman outside working was cackling, like cackling. I can't even imitate it, nor do you guys want me to. At the top of her lungs, it was like a hoot or a howl. And oh, it just happened again. You guys can't hear it because I strategically distanced myself away, but they're like, whooping and hollering like they're at a sports event. And I'm like, guys, you know, you got to fix the roofs. You got to fix the roofs. That's, that's your job. But so many people work from home these days. You simply can't holler at the top of your lungs. Like what if I am it, like, imagine I was in a really important meeting and this might happen, you know, this, this might happen when I start to work, but like, I just, I can't fathom being on a call with like, like say like a customer or something. And there's just a hollering and hooting in the background. Embarrassing. Anyway, that was a really long way of telling you guys that there's not going to be a YouTube video this week because I'm set up in a whole different space and it just, it, it would have been a lot. So we're not doing it. We're skipping it this week. Um, anyway, though, I hope you guys had a fantastic week. I had a productive week, I would say. And I'm going to talk about it like a little bit more when we get into today's actual topic. But one thing that I've done is I've been on my baking shit. I'm in my baking era. Not sure how I got here or why, but I am. So I've been going on, like just going on Instagram, these recipes have been popping up and I saved a few. Um, so I tried making what I do. I made this little cheesecake type bowl, like a mock cheesecake bowl. It was just, I have a reel up on my Instagram, but it's literally just Oikos triple zero and some gelatin. And then I put little graham crackers on top. I made a healthy version of Reese's peanut butter cups, which is also on my Instagram. And then, and I have to tell you guys this, it would be an injustice if I did not. I get a lot of my dinner recipes from Gathered Nutrition. She's a dietitian that I found on 
TikTok like a few years ago. And then I, I read her blog and keep up to date with her blog. And she's always posting really cool recipes. A lot of them are vegan or vegetarian though. So I do have to add like meat or chicken, some sort of protein source that fits my specific diet. But I was looking under desserts and she had this cinnamon donut bread. And I was like, wow, that sounds like something that I would so much enjoy. I love shit like that. So I just took her recipe and instead of using sugar, like she used regular sugar, I used monk fruit in the raw. And I've been talking, I've been talking a lot of hype about monk fruit in the raw. I talked about it last week, but I like the in the raw brand because it's granulated, I think. Granulated. Yeah, I'm going to go with that. But it's the same. It measures the same as regular sugar does. So you can use it for baking. I use it a lot to put in my coffee and whatnot, but I used it for baking and it's zero calorie and it's not sucralose. So it eliminated like half the calories in that recipe. So I made it came out to like 12 slices. I think each slice is like 140 calories or something like that, which is great for me right now because I'm cutting. And I can't be having like these really caloric desserts and whatnot, but I love experimenting and creating new recipes. So I would highly recommend going on her webpage, checking that out, and then just swapping sugar for monk fruit in the raw. And you can thank me later, but it, it was, I could probably eat the entire loaf in one sitting, but I've been having it either as a dessert or in the morning, like I'll have my eggs and my chicken sausage, which is all savory. And then the, instead of like a piece of bread or toast or whatever, I'll have that instead. And it's just, you know, healthy eating doesn't have to be boring. It could be so fun and so exciting. And I am genuinely excited about getting to eat that, that bread, if you will, every day, but I don't need to get too nerdy into that. You guys get the point. You guys get the point. Anyway, I sat myself down and was like, am I going to talk about this on the podcast this week? Sorry, I'm drinking my, my little water over here. I was like, am I going to talk about this on the podcast this week? Do the people need to hear about this? And then I decided maybe they do because maybe they're, they're suffering through the same. What's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. I'm, I'm at a loss for words right now. My brain never works when I turn this microphone on. Anyway, maybe, maybe you're experiencing this, the same irritations. That's the good way of putting it. And I don't know if it's just me being a Jersey girl and we have our reputations, like I've mentioned before, of just not, not having patience on the road, but I am sick of the way that people freaking drive in this state. And I've mentioned it like a few times here and there, but it was just so much this weekend that I was like, I just don't understand why people don't know how to drive. And of course, it's always when you're you're somewhere time sensitive or, or you're in a rush somewhere that people decide to just not know how to drive. My cousin and I had an hour drive home. We were up in North Jersey with one of my friends and then we had to get home because we had plans with like my friends back here. It's going to take us an hour and everybody, I'm not joking, everybody driving under the speed limit. Like I'm like, we are on 
287, where the speed limit is 65. Why am I behind a car going 63 right now? Please. And there's this thing in Jersey. I don't know about other states, if you guys kind of abide by this, but we have this like little unspoken rule that the speed limit really, you got to add 10 to it. So if the speed limit's 50, everyone's going 60, you know, and and you can, you have that 15 mile per hour buffer before the cops are like, yo, slow it down. But when I see people going under the speed limit, I'm like, you need your New Jersey license revoked, your license plate revoked, at least act like you're from a different state or something because you simply cannot be driving under the speed limit here. It was so, and it's one of those where it's like, I couldn't, I couldn't weave in between the lanes or when you, a car's going under the speed limit. So you try and pass it and then it starts to speed up and you're like, can you just let me like, can you just let me go? And I won't be a problem in your life anymore. And you won't be a problem in my life anymore. And we'll just keep on driving. So that kept on happening. And then there's the people that just take five years to turn right. Like if you, if you are on a highway and you're turning into, let's say, a shopping center, you have to make it swift. You cannot sit there and go slowly because there are people going 60 miles per hour behind you. You, you got to just exit. You can't take your time doing it. I just, I was getting so, and, and of course, like we needed to get home. We needed to go to the bathroom. We were trying to beat like my friends who were meeting at my house. I was nervous and everybody's driving like a freaking idiot. And before that, we went out to breakfast and we're, come, we're in the parking lot walking back. Some guy just full speed hits his car in a reverse. Like, you know, when you're backing out of a parking spot, you normally ease your foot off the brake. Like, it's not like you're stepping on the gas. You're just easing your foot off the brake and it kind of, it's a slow roll out of the parking spot. No, this guy, no, foot on the gas. And the four of us, like me, my cousin, Tamara and her boyfriend are all behind this car and we all like jump and we're like, what the hell? I was like, damn, I should have like banged my fist again or whatever and gave the guy a little fright like he hit me or something. But anyway, the, the point is that people can't drive and I've had it up to here. I've had it up to here. So if you're somebody that goes under the speed limit, doesn't use your turn signals or takes five years to make a right turn, please knock it off. I'm speaking for literally everybody else on the road. Knock it off. Okay. Now that I got that out of my system, thank you for listening to that. I started watching last week, the summer I turned pretty. Um, I had, I really had no intentions of watching it. I've seen the billboards. I've seen the ads and stuff, but I was like, ugh, it's giving me like kissing booth vibes. Like just, you know, I'm past that point in my life. Like I like Outer Banks because it's a, yes, it's like a high school, like there's that high school love story or whatever, but it's more adventure. You know, it's just, there's something different about Outer Banks. You just can't recreate it. But my friend told me, you know, you're really going to like the soundtrack because it's mostly just Taylor Swift. So I was like, all right, I'll watch it. And the first few episodes I was like, oh, this is nice. Like the girl's acting her age. Like she's not like trying to dress inappropriately. It's not like when Blake Lively played Serena Vanderwoodson, even though I wouldn't trade that for the world. Blake Lively wasn't kidding anyone. She did not look like she was 16 years old. Um, So 
in sum, if you haven't watched The Summer I Turned Pretty, it's okay. It's okay. And if you if you haven't and you don't want it spoiled for you, then just fast forward the next two minutes. I I thought it started out really nice. And then I was like, God, this girl's just a, a fuck girl, as she explains it one, one episode. She's just, she's kissing one boy, and then she's like, oh, I actually like Conrad. Actually, I like his brother. Oh, wait, but I like him again. No, I like his brother. Literally kissing everyone and telling herself she's in love with everyone. And it annoyed me, but then I thought to myself, and I was like, you know what, though? That is really how the 16-year-old mind works. She doesn't know any different. Like, I was getting annoyed how she's sitting there narrating, being like, it's always, it's always only been Conrad. I, like, when his hair blows in the wind, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, my God, gag. This is the cheesiest thing ever. And then it kind of hit me, you know, when you're 16, that's kind of how you think. Like, you really do, like, the world is so small. When you're in high school, you just have not, even in college, really, it's just, the world is so small that you really do think that that person from your high school, you know, like, is the love of your life. Because you're just so young and you don't know different. So, listen, it's not bad. It's not great. Like, Outer Banks definitely blows it out of the water. Um if you're bored and like really don't know what to watch, like go ahead and watch it. But that girl belly pisses me off. Like why call yourself Isabel? Like who I cannot take it seriously when they're calling her belly, which I know is the, the writer's fault, not the actress's fault, but ew, gag belly. Really? Anyway, though, that's pretty much, pretty much all that happened this week. I spent a lot, like I want to save the, the big stuff for my highlights this week. So I guess with that being said, let's just jump into things and get started with this week's episode. Another week where I am so excited to give you guys my highlights. Um, and that's kind of why I kept the intro a little bit short today because I wanted to save these two things because they truly are my two highlights of the week. My health and fitness related highlight is that I took my first bar class ever. I am not a bar girl. I'm not a Pilates girl. Love yoga and stuff, but you guys know me. And I mean, this is why you know me. I like to pick up heavy things and put them down and get sweaty and dirty and nasty and then shower afterwards because hygiene. Anyway, Tamara, who was on my podcast a few episodes ago, if you have not listened, then you need to pause this, listen to that interview and then come back. Um, But anyway, Tamara and I had this whole day planned, and the first start of the day was that I was taking one of her bar classes, which is, I wish she lived closer, because if she did and taught closer, then I would be more inclined to do this. It was a nice, like, Saturday, full-body activity. Apparently, I went on, what was it called, Uh, Define Day, which meant that there was more weight lifting, I guess, than normal. Listen, this is the only bar class I've ever taken literally in my entire life, so I don't know what normal constitutes as. Um, But it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. And I think it's because I went on that defined day and I knew, like, we did curls, we did overhead presses. Like, there was a lot of familiar movements to me. There were some that we're not familiar. And, you know, Tamara is a great instructor. So she would come over, just fix people's form. 
and whatnot. The thing that was difficult for me was just the muscular endurance part of it, man. You know, it's like tricep kickbacks. Got it. Side plank. Got it. Hammer curls. Got it. Uh, snatch. Got it. But for doing it for that long, I was like, geez, I'm actually surprised that I woke up on Sunday and my abs weren't like sore as hell because I really thought they were, they were going to be. So I guess that's good for me and means that I work my abs on a regular basis. Um, but it was super fun. Honestly, it was a good like sixth day workout. So instead of doing six days of heavy lifting, I normally do my sixth day as like a full body circuit. And that's basically like what it was a full body circuit day, but with Tamara over my head telling me, like like encouraging me and keeping me accountable. So if you scroll back and you've seen my full body workouts, I don't really post a lot of them anymore. It was very similar to that. Just lightweight, high repetitions, like circuit work, like 30 seconds and then right into another one, 30 seconds and right into another one and not a lot of breaks. Um, So it was super fun. Honestly, if I went to like a gym that offered something like that. I wouldn't mind doing it on a sixth day, but I'm just not really like, I liked it because I, I liked her class. She was a great teacher and it was awesome taking her class. Um, I'm not really a group exercise person though. Like, I don't know. I kind of like showing up on my own time, leaving on my own time, that kind of thing. And then pure bar is very, uh, pretty, if that's the right way of putting it. You know, it's all moms and people and like Lululemon and Athleta and all the nice, like, not that people in my gym don't have the nice clothes, but you know what I mean. It was a little upscale, you know? And I'm used to going to this all black gym where when it waits getting hard for me to like move, I'm making noises. I'm grunting. I'm like screaming or whatever. And it was, I forget what we were doing, but I kind of let out a little like, and then I was like, whoa, whoa, this is not the place to be grunting while you're lifting weights, Liz. You got to pull it back this. You're going to scare everybody (laughs) in this class. So it was almost like a culture shock for me where I was like, okay, this is not the, like, you cannot sound like a little piggy in this class. This is not the place for it. Um, like I said, you know, I like to get down and dirty and sweaty and gross and grimy when I lift and it didn't give me that feeling, but it was a really good, like, like conditioning class for your muscles, your heart, all of it. Good exercise. And honestly, not that I, not that I should have been surprised. I wasn't surprised, but I was like, Tammy J knows what she's talking about. The whole like just the little cues that I like as being a personal trainer for so long, I'm kind of like, oh, I wonder if other trainers and fitness coaches and instructors are going to pick up on the things like tuck in your core and never bend down to get your weights, lower yourself to get your weights. So she got my seal of approval in that department. Um, And then my non-health and fitness related highlight after Pure Bar We went to go see the Barbie movie and honestly, really didn't disappoint. And I hate when people hype things up before I go and see it because then I have it in my head like, oh, this has to be great. Everyone's saying it's a nine out of 10. 
it has to be great. And then I'm watching it and I'm like, ugh, I don't get it though. Like really, nine out of 10? No, Barbie had me cracking up the entire time. And I'm not gonna say anything that spoils any of it because I know that it's still really new. And a lot of you guys probably haven't seen it. Um, all I have to say though, is that I am really happy that I saw this as a 24 year old and that this didn't come out when I was a kid because it's primary audience, like who it's directed towards is girls like me who have grown up sadly and used to play with Barbies as a kid. And now we're in the real world and, and you understand both of it. You know, like there were little kids in that movie theater and I'm sure a lot of kids want to see a movie on Barbie and stuff, but the humor, like a lot of it's going to go over their head. And it also was really just speaking to people like us, like, like grownups, you know, it's not like Barbie and Swan Lake where it's just a Barbie movie and she's doing, she's a doll, like do, I don't know, dancing or whatever Barbie does in all those movies. It had a deeper meaning to it. Um, and it was honestly just freaking hysterical. Like I, uh, if my 10-year-old sister went to go watch this, she would not be laughing the way that I was laughing. I have to say, if you are someone who is a, uh, a woman hater or a strong believer in the patriarch, not the movie for you. Not, not the movie for you. But you know what I liked about it? It was... I feel like a lot of movies these days are too focused on making the point that they're politically correct. You know, it's to the point where it's not organic, like, and I'm probably going to get shit for saying this, but you guys have to just bear with me and understand what I'm meaning here. Like every movie these days makes it a point to be like, here's a same sex couple, like throw it in your face instead of just making it organic. Like it never feels natural. Like, of course there's a same sex couple because that's just normal in society. It's like, hi, we're the people creating the movie here and we're putting this here and we're making this girl say something, um, let's say like pro progressive or whatnot. And we're putting emphasis on it. So everybody knows that the people who made this movie aren't sexist, racist, whatever. You know, I feel like too many movies and TV shows try so hard to be like, Hey, excuse me, just throwing out this message here. Um, don't cancel us. And it just doesn't seem organic anymore. Barbie did such a good job of sending across a great message without being like, hi, we're trying to do this on purpose. So you guys like don't cancel this movie, you know? It's like it had this big, and this isn't spoiling anything, it's like a part of the overarching um, motif, I don't know, is that what you want to call it? Like a motif is that the real world, you know, has been very like male dominated and whatnot. And um, it plays perfectly into the whole seat, like the whole idea of the movie, because in Barbie land, it's all about Barbies because girls play with Barbies. Mostly, mostly girls play with Barbies and Barbie is a woman. There's no denying that. Um, and over the years, Barbie has expanded to, you know, there's nurse Barbie, there's president Barbie, there's mermaid Barbie, there's 
construction Barbie. The whole premise of Barbie is that she does anything. She has a million jobs. Like Barbie can be anyone. And that's the whole message like behind Barbie. So it's not like the movie producers were trying to be like, oh, let's throw in this like message so we don't get canceled. Like, no, Barbie was created or Barbie's existence serves to be a toy that also inspires girls, you know? So in Barbie land, everything is done run by girls because Barbie does everything. And then she gets into the real world and realizes, oh shit, it's not like that. But it's not in your face, like, hi, we're trying to prove a point because it just flows right into the, the movie. Does that make any sense? I'm rambling here, but you guys probably know what I mean. Anyway, I loved that about it. And I got to say, my I never didn't like Ryan Gosling. I've never seen a movie where I'm like, ugh, ugh Ryan Gosling, eh, mediocre performance. I have so much more respect for him now that I already did after he played Ken. It, this movie, first of all, this must have been the most fun movie that he has ever been a part of. This movie was just... Everything was hysterical, like almost like it was like a joke. Like they were like, how obnoxious and out of pocket can we make this? It was so freaking funny. And the way he was acting, like literally wearing the sweatshirt that says, I am Kenuff. Hysterical. I think he did such a phenomenal job seeing him as someone like in the notebook and crazy, stupid love in La La Land. And then like this, like he is such a diverse actor and knocks it out of the park every single time. I have so much respect for him after this. And I loved that Dua Lipa was Mermaid Barbie because I had a Mermaid Barbie when I grew up that literally honestly looked exactly like how Dua did. I had two of them. One had neon pink hair, one had neon purple hair. I gotta see if I can find videos or pictures of these and put them on Instagram. And I thought that they were the coolest things ever because instead of having legs, they had like the scaly tail that was kind of like this uh, stretchy like material. And when you pressed in on like her hips, the tail like flopped like she could swim. And those were like, those were my favorite Barbies that I owned. So I just love that Dua Lipa was Mermaid Barbie. And then John Cena as Merman Barbie was just so great, like a great movie. Didn't disappoint. Lighthearted. You know, one of my friends that was a guy was like, Oh, should I watch it? And I was like, I don't know, man. I mean, Tamara's boyfriend came with us and he's like, he just has a good time anywhere he goes. Like he's one of those guys. So he loved it. He's cracking up. But, um, if I don't know if I would recommend it to that many guys, honestly, because as a girl, I was like, this is freaking hysterical. But as a guy, I, I could see myself getting pissed off. Not that it's right. Like, I think that that's like the problem, you know, like Dua Lipa's song, Boys Will Be Boys. But yeah, it, it kind of like makes fun of boys the whole time, which I don't have a problem with. I mean, it wasn't in a harmful way. You know, people aren't leaving the movie being like, we're never speaking to men again. Men need to leave the earth. It's just funny, you know, after all the times that women have spent like being oppressed and just the disadvantages that we have. It was, it's honestly just funny to be able to sit down and laugh at a movie that makes like, like this. So I recommend all the gals 
to go see the Barbie movie. And with that being said, because I just rambled on about Barbie for a good like eight minutes, those are my weekly highlights <laughs> for, for this week. All right, I have a really great interview for you guys today, but before we sat down and had funsies, especially coming off of the uh, whole Barbie hype here, I'm going to change the tempo just a little bit. I'm not going to ramble too, too long, but um, I wanted to have a little bit more of a serious conversation with you guys just based on my own experiences and just like the, how this past week has gone for me. I was like, you know, I could stand to use this platform um, to talk to you guys about this. And because I, I preach on this podcast and on my page, you know, this balance between work and health and all that stuff. I figured that a lot of you guys listening probably have jobs of some sort or, or are in school. You know, I don't think it's crazy to assume that you guys have jobs, but, um, how do I, I don't even know how to preface this. I guess I'll just get right into it. It is so easy. So, so easy to get overwhelmed and just wrapped up into life. I, I, I talked about it a little bit on an Instagram post that I posted today, this Monday, but I don't ever want to look back on my life and be like, I, what did I do these past 40 years? And I wanted to tell you guys that having those thoughts right now of, oh, wow, I don't want to look back on that. Or like, what am I doing with my life? Or like having those bad days at work is so normal. I freaked out last week a little bit just to myself and had this moment of like, oh my God, what am I doing? Like, what am I, what field did I end up in? Like, I can't believe that I'm waking up Monday through Friday and just logging onto my computer and going to work and there are some days that it just kind of feels like you wake up, you go to work, you go to the gym afterwards, and then all you can do is go to sleep because you need enough sleep to get up to go to work again the next day. And it's really easy to get overwhelmed. And I just wanted to throw it out there that those thoughts are normal. You're not weird for thinking that. And I say it all the time, you know, it's the way that corporate America was built and like the, the norms is just like, I'm like, ugh, like who decided this? And when, like, why is it like this? Like in Spain, they have a siesta. They go home and take like a nap during the day. And I bet they're, what is it? Like utilitarian? Is that what it is? You, I don't know, whatever. Um, rate is probably so much high. Isn't it utilitarian? That's like overall happiness and well-being whatever, is probably so much higher. And I would love to take a nap during the workday or have like, you know, more than just an hour. Like I would like a little break, you know, you get your hour, half hour lunch, but it's always at a cost of something like, oh, if you take your hour lunch, then you got to stay later and whatnot. Um, And like, really who decided like we only get two days off? Why are we going in five days a week? But that's not the point of this topic. The point is that if you have those moments uh, the, the quarter life crisis moment of, oh my God, what am I doing with my life? Me too, man. We all have it. You're not alone. You're completely normal. 
And that's kind of what happened to me last week where I was just like, what am I doing? Like, all I do is work. Like, I want to have fun. I don't want to have responsibilities. I don't want to keep doing this for the next 30 years, blah, blah, blah. Everyone thinks that way. Everybody has those moments. Your boss has had that moment. Your boss's boss has had that moment. We all have had that moment. So whenever that kind of happens, I just sit down, open up my journal and just let it all out. And I have to think to myself, you know, I'm lucky. I'm lucky I have a job. I went to school. This is what I wanted to do. I also want to buy myself nice things and be able to do nice things. And this job lets me do that. It's also really important to realize, you know, every situation in life is temporary. And this goes for like this, that concept can be taken into so many other different scenarios. Everything in life is temporary. You're hungry only until you're full. You have to go to the bathroom only until you've went. You're dreading it. Like you, like you, you hate this day at work. It'll be over and tomorrow will be a new day, you know? So you always have to just focus on what you control and know that there's other opportunities out there. You know, for me, it's like I, last week I was just having a, a little meltdown, just a little meltdown. You know, it, things get stressful. I've got a lot to do. It's normal. It's also, that's also another thing, you know, if you get stressed out at work, it's normal to have a little meltdown here and there. Let it out. Let yourself feel it. Then wipe your tears and get your ass back to work, you know? But if you're someone who really like your job is taking a toll on your mental health um, for whatever reason, there are always other options out there. Keep applying, go to HR, whatever you have to do. I just, I don't know how much more I want to really talk on it because I feel like I'm going to talk in circles and get you guys (laughs) overwhelmed. But I just wanted to send that message out there that those thoughts are so normal. You know, it's, it's also really important to keep the things that you love in your life So when things like, like when those thoughts kind of creep in, you still have good aspects. You know, for me, like the gym, that's my happy part. And being able to come on social media and do things like the podcast for you guys, I have to keep this in my life to keep going. Otherwise, I'm going to look back and be like, damn, all I did was this during my life. So if you're someone who likes to draw, make sure you're making time for that. If you're someone who likes to play the guitar, make sure you're making time for that. Don't like, it it would make me sad to see you guys pass through life and just forego the things that you love because you were too busy working or too caught up in work. And I think we can all stand to kind of, kind of remember that. But if you have ever freaked out, had one of those, what the hell am I doing moments in my life there, you are so normal. I had a moment last week where I was like, what am I contributing to society? So I looked up and I started doing stuff. Um, I'm, I am making bags to deliver food for uh, Hardy. What is it? Oh, God. Now I'm blanking, which is so embarrassing. But anyway, it's this um, organization that helps provide food to the East Asian community in New York City. Heart of Dinner. That's what it's called. Heart of Dinner. There's always opportunities. Volunteer. Um, like just just little things that you could be doing to not just work for your whole life, you know, contribute somehow else. But if you have those feelings, it's completely, completely normal. And I just wanted to throw that out there so you didn't feel like 
Why am I feeling like this? Like, I can't be feeling like this. Me, like, I feel it too, sister. I do. It's normal. But I don't want to get too, too heavy into it. I don't really have like a big life lesson or any tip, more tips than what I've already said going forward. I just feel like sometimes it's really nice to hear that you're not the only one thinking the things that you're thinking. There are other people out there going through the same motions that you are, and you're, you're not alone. We could all stand to hear that every once in a while. But you know what? Enough, enough with the crap, the down shit. You know, I, I don't want to get you guys too down on this Monday morning, so we are just going to keep chugging along. I have a great interview for you guys, so keep listening. I'm here with a very special guest today. I am joined by Jordan Smallwood. How are you, Jordan? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Good. Thank you for coming on. I know it's kind of funny, and I'm I want to put this out there before we get too far into the episode. But two weeks ago, because this will be releasing a week from tomorrow, awesome. I had Presley on my podcast, and she actually recommended that I have you on my podcast because <laughs> we talked for an hour about how she's having a baby, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And you are also having the same baby. <laughs> yeah. so, yes, I am. So there's the little <laughs> connection there. Oh, yeah, it's definitely awesome. I'm glad that she uh, mentioned me to come on the show and everything. And I definitely uh, heard a lot of great things about it. So I wanted to definitely be a part of it. And, Thank uh, you. I'm, I'm very curious to pick your brain because I talked to her a lot. I gave her like a little background on myself because um I mean I know she had her first two kids when she was super super young but I'm like in my mid-20s right now so I was picking her brain about like you know being a mom and trying to find time for all that and I'm very curious to hear all of like your experiences being a dad because I have no idea what any of that is like and I believe she said you have two daughters yeah I have two daughters um they're five and four. Oh boy! Uh, one oh, is, her first name is London. The other one's name name is Tatum. So I'm definitely a girl dad right now, and exactly. uh, just just experiencing the whole like fatherhood. It's a blessing, you know. I definitely appreciate all the things that uh, my father taught me growing up, and me being the oldest, um, you kind of like learn a lot of things, you know, yeah. raising um, a lot of kids in a family household. Like I'm one of five, and so. Yeah see all my siblings around I'm always kind of like that that person that's another parent in the house when I was growing up right and so I kind of got used to it and uh, after that I just started saying you know what like I, I can get the swing of this and hang of this and uh, the first one was kind of like ah what do I do yeah that's that, what I was gonna ask how do you know what to I do like- yeah so I mean it's kind of like you don't know how to prepare for it yeah all you can do is to say hey I'm in the moment right now and so I'm just gonna do whatever I can and if this is the right way to do it, then I'm gonna mark it here and yeah. I'll remember it. If this is the wrong way to do it, then I'm gonna mark it here and remember that as well. So <laughs> yeah. I just try to remember everything that I've done with the first one. And then after that, just kind of follow along. Yeah. You are like the ultimate girl dad because I believe she said you have two girls yourself. She has two girls. Yeah. Yeah, so that's yeah. four as of now. And then are you guys having a girl or having a boy? And we're having a girl. Yes. Okay. Yes. So yeah, five girls. Oh my gosh. Do you kind of wish it was a boy or are you? You know what? To be honest, every time I think about it, I'm like, dang, I wish it was a boy sometimes. But 
um, I'm grateful, you know, just yeah. the fact that the healthy baby um, yeah. and the previous ones are healthy as well. So it's just like, you know what, I'm grateful for it. And a lot of the girls are actually more attached to their fathers. So I kind of yeah. like appreciate it more because um, I know if it was a son, it would be the complete opposite. You'll be running to the mom and everything. And I will have to be like, well, you know, it is what it is. But I definitely do appreciate the fact of, you know, I've had previous girls in my life so I can kind of understand how they feel emotionally. Yeah. And uh, it kind of softened me up a lot, too. Yeah. I mean, being one of five, I'm sure it all probably came a little bit more natural. I'm one of like I have my younger brother and I have a younger half sister. So growing oh, up, wow. I was the oldest, but it was really just me and my wow. brother. So I didn't really <laughs> get any that experience that I'm sure that you had kind of taking taking care of the littler ones. Yes. yes, It's a little challenging, but it's fun, though. It's definitely fun. Yeah, but I I asked because I just thought of the stereotypical like dad who's a football player wants to have a son that he could like yeah. play ball with and all that stuff and you're over here chilling with five girls. <laughs> the opposite. I'm doing the Kobe Bryant thing right now. It's just yeah, you are. Girls. Yeah. No. Do so. Do your girls understand anything about football yet? Because it took it took me a minute as a, as a child and they're five and four is pretty young yeah to be honest i don't think they do i think right now it's just the fact of hey is dad on tv or is dad playing ball and then okay. yeah they might see me but other than that they're kind of like oh, it is what yeah. it is i'm gonna yeah. play with my toys yeah so at this age it's kind of like hard but i always try to like show them like this is what we do this is what i do and this is such and such and so they're like yeah okay whatever dad I'm right, right now they, they go on the next not care less yeah. Oh no, they don't care. They just rather it, spend time and hang out. That's yeah. it. Yeah. So does your um I guess I should start because I know, but they the people listening probably don't know. You play in the XFL, right? Yes. Okay. So is that what you do? Like for, like is there time for anything else? I don't really know how, too much about how the XFL works. I have a few friends like in it. Mm-hmm. But is it like a full time job like the NFL is? Yeah, I mean, it's a full-time job. And so the NFL works is in the fall to, I guess you could say, February. Right. And so around that time, it's kind of like an off-season for the XFL. And then in the XFL, it starts in the end of the Super Bowl. So right when the Super Bowl ends, that's when the XFL season starts. And it goes into, like, the spring. So it's kind of like that little time I'm playing. And then I get the summers off the fall off um, a lot of training I'm doing and I'm training kids as well. So it's kind of like, I'm kind of still working on the football stuff as I'm in my off season, but that's the time that I get off and I can spend time with family, friends, mm-hmm. and I just kind of go from there. But if, if it was the NFL season, I would be doing more stuff all in the fall, right. all the way to kind of February and then have those little time off after that. That was going to be my follow-up question. Cause I can imagine, I mean, I see your stories and stuff and that you're training, Mm-hmm. basically every day as one needs to to keep to stay conditioned always, and whatnot always working yeah during that that busy I mean during your on like your your real season I guess is it hard like kind of trying to find time for your family and stuff because I'm sure you're traveling and mm-hmm. constant practices and I I can't imagine how tired your body must feel yeah yeah it's it's constant battle I mean you're always training you're always working um, and then the NFL, XFL, CFL, whatever league it is, once you're in that like professional football era, um, it's just like a mental thing. It's just like I got to stay sharp, got to stay ready all the time. Yeah. Um, the physical side is just going out there and performing. But the mental side is just a lot of like 
staying in tune with the game and you're it's weeks on weeks of the same stuff over and over and over again and you're kind of like in school all over again learning the system and you're constantly getting like challenged right you got other guys that are competing for the same spot you got other guys that have family as, as well so everybody wants to eat at the table so it's kind of like you got to always stay sharp and mental but then when you come home you got to know how to shut it off yeah and then focus on family and so it is a battle but it is fun to experience the whole um lifestyle of just being a professional athlete doing those things because you only get to do it once you know right. it, it's every few times you can be like i can do it a couple times but that one time you do get an opportunity to you want to take full advantage of it but then you also got to take full advantage of the downtimes and, yeah. and relaxing and spending time with the the close loved ones that were there for you on the way up to the journey yeah i 100 percent agree and i i kind of touched upon this in my last interview but um, I think that it's super important to remember, and granted, I'm not a parent yet, so maybe I can't, like, I don't have any ground to stand on right now, but I think it's super important that even, even though you're a parent, you have additional responsibilities now to not forget yeah. that you are a person and you have your own goals and dreams. And I'm sure that this is something that you've wanted for yourself for like a very long time. So it's inspiring yeah. to see that you're continuing to push for it. Like you're making it happen and you're balancing both and it's uh, so many people just you know they kind of grow up get married have kids and then all of a sudden they're like where did my life go what is what is next yeah that was something I definitely didn't want to do at that mm -hmm. time um especially me going to the University of Oklahoma playing there getting a full scholarship I was like I gotta take full advantage of this oh, so yeah. <laughs> I'm always constantly just trying to figure out how to elevate and, and grow and um, not no disrespect to anybody that just got married after. And, no, and no. I, I think, you know, it's amazing. You know, I just know for myself, like, I'm always like be busy and moving around. And so I've always told myself like, Hey, before I settle down or before I do anything, yeah. I got to at least reach this goal or reach this dream at least once. And, um, I'm blessed to say I did that, um, playing in the NFL and, and all these other leagues I've played in. It's just like, I've accomplished that goal and now I can try to give back and help other kids reach that goal and have that same feeling that I had when I signed my first NFL contract that's awesome so who did you play for when you did play in the NFL uh so I was with the Chiefs the Chargers okay. 49ers Detroit Lions and then I did a little bit um with the Jacksonville Jaguars okay I'm an I'm an East Coast girl so I'm a Giants fan unfortunately uh but <laughs> hey, I, I, where's the Giants called me? Shoot, they can still call me right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, they might need you. I mean, we could take anybody, honestly, at this point. So, but we don't need to get into that. <laughs> All good. All yeah. good. Um, but no, I think a lot of people, a, a lot of adults at least struggle. And I've heard it just from family members and people I work with, with just finding, we all like to find excuses kind of for why we yeah. can't do something or we can't be something and everybody I think it's super important to recognize everybody has different goals not everybody wants to be a professional football player I okay. didn't so that's not in my in my plans but no, there's so many other things yeah. yeah yeah but whatever your goals are whether whether it's something small even like like losing five pounds or something I don't think that being a parent has to stop you from that granted everyone's mm -hmm. resources are different but even I was listening to Presley talking about being a single mom and working as a firefighter for so many years and I'm sure there was a time you were like a single dad as well 
Yeah, so uh, basically her story is amazing, you know, from what she had um, overcame and came from and all that stuff. It was just like very motivating. And so she can relate. And the same thing for guys, you know, I always tell guys that are fathers or um, guys that are trying to be um, fathers at the time. I said, it's not easy. Of course, you know, you're, you're always going to go through um, a lot of ups and downs of life. People are going to always assume things or say things, but you know, as long as you have the right support system that helps you balance you out, your close ones, your close friends, um, that's all that matters. And so when I tell people in the fitness industry, like right now I'm a dad and I still do all the stuff that I need to do to, to look the way I, I want to look is because I want to feel healthy for myself um, later on down the line for my kids so they can see those things and they can be motivated as well. And then, of course, you know, playing sports for so long, it's kind of disciplined me to just constantly work. You know, constantly want to be in the gym, constantly want to stay strict on my diet, constantly want to do the little little things right over and over again, even though it does seem like kind of like repetitive and you're kind of like, I'm over this and I, I, I want to have a cheat meal every day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, you have to just stay to it, you know, and if yeah. you can stay to it, it will keep you motivated and it will keep you humble and grounded. And anything else you do in life, you will always have that like that discipline. You yeah. know, I was telling people that discipline is going to take over the motivation. You know, it's I can be motivated at one day and they'd be like, yeah. And the next day be like, man, like I'm not motivated no more. And I don't want to do this. But if you stay disciplined over and over and over again, that discipline is, is going to take over the motivation. And it's just going to be second nature. You just going to just wake up, go do it, go do it. And uh, you'll see results after that. Yeah, that is huge. And that is, I'm so glad you said that because I tell my followers, I tell my friends that all the time. I think, and you probably get asked this all the time too, but I, I get asked so often, how do you stay motivated? And I'm like, there's times I'm not. Like when I'm, I'm sitting not. in traffic coming home from work, I just want to go to bed. Like I just want to go to sleep, but it's not an option. I think about it the same way, you know, when I was 15 and got my first job, I had to show up for a shift. It wasn't an option. Never. This Never is definitely out. outweighs motivation. <laughs> oh my gosh! I, I mean, literally. Like, if somebody asked me that, as well, I always say, "Man, you got to stop asking me that because it's not. It's everybody is not motivated to do something every single day. Like, no. I am not motivated to get up to go to the gym. I'm not motivated to get up to do my work to help somebody else out. Like, there's times I'm like, I just want to sit here and I'm sure. going to watch a TV show and I'm going to dumb me <laughs> down my brain, <laughs> but. You got to stay disciplined. That's the name of the game. It's just how long you can stay disciplined. It's so it's such a useful skill to have too, like to be able to stay disciplined, not only in like working out in the fitness space, but literally in everything else. I mean, like period, T taking care of small things. Exactly. Well, exactly. And I grew up in a household where it was kind of like we had no option. I come from like I'm in a blended household. My dad is an immigrant from Taiwan. So wow. everything is like very clean cut in the in the Asian <laughs> culture so it was like I didn't have a choice like I I studied when I didn't want to study I uh, did x y and z like I cleaned when I had to clean there's no op there was no option it was just discipline and I think it took me a long way and it, yeah. it got me through being able to take myself through college through work oh. and all that stuff that's great where'd you go to school at I went to Rutgers awesome that was awesome that's dope that's dope yeah, I went to Rutgers and uh, um, I, I started in 2017 when I think our, our speaking of football, our football team was probably the worst that it ever was. 
So whenever I tell people I go to Rutgers, they're like, oh, you guys don't deserve to be in the uh, big and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, listen, I, I just want my degree. <laughs> I went to school. I didn't do the football. So, yeah, yeah. don't worry about it. I went to school. Yeah. I get that. I get that a lot. Yes. But you said you went to Oklahoma, right? Yeah. So the standard of Oklahoma football was just you got to win. And so our That's biggest thing cool. was. Our biggest thing was if we didn't beat Texas, you know, like, yeah. I don't know why this was so big, but now I, after playing it for so long, I get it. Yeah. But if we didn't beat Texas that year and we had like everybody else, it still was a bad year. Yeah. Like, Yo, you yeah. can beat Texas. And then when all the other games, so I was like, all right. So it was like my worst season there was like eight and five. And to me, I'm like, you know, eight and five is we're above 500. Right. Then they're like, no, that was terrible. But we used to stay on like one loss or undefeated or like one loss is all you get. And it better not be Texas. So it's like, all right. But it was good, though. It was That's definitely what makes fun. you guys so great, though. I mean, Southern, like I haven't really experienced it firsthand, but college football in the South seems like something special, oh, something different. So fun. so fun. Some of the greatest memories I've had in sports is from college football. Like, just amazing more than I can say in the NFL or any professional oh, it's league. It's such a different like community. It's a different yeah. feeling. Yeah. You got your first school and people yeah. are there all the time. And it's such a sense great. of pride. It's like, you, um, you know, you're representing like all of your peers and it's, it's pretty cool. It's amazing. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. amazing. So I are you it. from down there? Like where are you originally from? What's your story? Yeah. So I was born in Sacramento, California. Um, nice. Grew up there just a little bit, but, mostly raised in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Okay. Um, I went I went to Jinx High School out there. Um won a state title out there at my school for my senior year. Nice. Um got an opportunity to play at the University of Oklahoma. Thanks to Coach Bob Stoops. He gave me an opportunity, gave me a full scholarship. And uh I played underneath him for a little bit until he retired. And then I got to play with underneath uh Lincoln Riley, Coach Lincoln Riley. So I got to see a lot of great players and great uh coaches as well and it was it was great, you know, from there, you know, the professional league, but just experiencing all that stuff, you know, Tulsa, Oklahoma was very um, simple. It's nothing like you got like a, the high life or nothing crazy. I would imagine. <laughs> family raising, you know, Oklahoma and uh, going to the University of Oklahoma, that was like their NFL, you know. So I was like, right. you know what, I can go to anywhere else, but let me just stay in the States. Yeah. And uh, it paid off, actually, because staying in the States, you got so much love from your community. Yeah. And everybody was like, yo, you're going to OU and you're going here. I'm sure it's like, like the dream in high oh school. Gosh, you're going to play and playing football. Everybody went crazy. And it was just like, dang, I, I made the right decision. I'm going to stay here. Yeah, yeah. And so that's what I did. And ever since then, just the love, being an alumni there from University of Oklahoma, and um, it's just a blessing. You know, if I say anything about OU, they're like, uh-uh, I got you. Come on over here. Oh, you that's know, like, awesome. Oh. So it's awesome. I definitely appreciate having that opportunity. And I, I wouldn't change it. I wouldn't change yeah. it for nothing. So what brought you from now Oklahoma to Montana? Because that's where you guys are now, right? Yeah. So I, actually, because I live in Dallas, Texas at the okay. moment. And um, me and Presley, we met each other in Dallas, Texas. Okay. So. That's why she got me out here in Montana right now. It's just because of uh, she's like, hey, I live in Montana. And I'm going to be honest. I didn't know where Montana was. And I'm not, I'm not going to lie to nobody on here. So when somebody I said Montana. I can't judge you because if you gave said, me right now the states, I would do poor. 
So. Oh yeah, I definitely, I definitely was like, mm, that's cool, that's cool. And I, back in my head, didn't know where it was until I figured it out. And um, had no choice. Yeah, so it, it's a different experience up here, but I definitely do appreciate how like it slowed down a lot. Yeah, um, Dallas, Texas is very high paced, and everybody. Da- I mean, Dallas is everybody. Like- yeah. everybody's on go. I don't know if you've been to Dallas. Have you? I haven't been to Dallas. I've been to Houston, which was very okay. different. Oh uh, yeah, from it's- New Jersey, so I get I I know what you mean by the fast pace. Fast pace, everything, and up here in Montana, it's. <laughs> slow down they're about like five years behind on like technology oh my god right, so, so i'm like yo y'all don't y'all don't have this they're like no no what is that and i'm like oh god help me but um it's cool to see the mountains to go to the lakes to see all those other things it's amazing and then helping these kids out over here um it's a blessing because in dallas you know we have a lot of professional athletes that are constantly coming in and out so right. you kind of like another athlete there but right. over here they definitely do appreciate you over here. So it's like, you know what? Let me really help these kids out the best way I can here. So it's it's cool. I definitely like it. I never thought away. about that because who's going to Montana to be like, like, like what what professional athletes? Like, I'm going to go to Montana and help help them out over there. Somebody out, right? And everybody's like, what? No. But I like it because I would love to just bring more athletes up here just to help them out any way I can. And uh, that's what I'm that's what I'm working towards, you know, like over here in the summertime. So it's just coming out this way, just helping kids out. But when it gets to the winter times, I got to get out of here because it gets cold quick. I don't want to be anywhere near there in oh, the winter. Cool. Oh, it's crazy. Cold. Yeah. It's crazy. So when you when you who I should have researched this before, but I didn't. Who do you play for right now? Like where are they based? Like where's your team based out of? So right now it's the off season right now. Right, um, right. The Arlington Renegades is it's in okay. Arlington, Texas. Um, is where we where I play at. But like right now it's off season. You're off season too. Off season chilling. Go back to Arlington is Virginia, right? So Arlington, Arlington is Dallas, Texas. Yeah, yeah, Arlington, okay. Texas. Yeah, it's over there. But I right saw, now, okay. Yeah, it's 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 weird. Like everybody always says that, but yeah, Arlington's in Dallas, Texas. Okay. Um, in, the it's in Dallas. Yeah, it's in Dallas. It's in Dallas. Huh. That's crazy, right? Yeah, so everything. It's like, um, so the Cowboys, Dallas Cowboys, they play in Arlington. So it's the Dallas Cowboys. It's the whole, you know, that's the whole. But they play in Arlington, Texas. And so it's crazy how, like, a lot of professional teams, you would say, like, that's there's the name, but, like, they really play. The Giants play, the New York Giants play in New Jersey. In New Jersey, you're like, oh, like I thought it was New York Giants. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just weird, but yeah, that's where the team is based out of. Uh, the XFL actually had all the teams based out of Texas, so oh. like Vegas, like had a team, but like they would practice in Dallas. Okay, but they would fly to Vegas and play, and so Seattle was the same way. Um, Orlando was the same way. So right now, it's just te- technically off season for all of us, and you- usually we kind of get rotated on different teams. So right now I'm just like right now, just training at the moment, um, seeing what happens, but you know, we never know the contracts only last for a year. Okay. So like another year they might want to say, Hey, this team wants you here or yada, yada, yada. So right now it's just kind of like me just waiting at the time, okay. but it's good. It's good that, that right now, cause I can focus on more like the things that I do love doing, which right. is giving back. And then I'm an online personal trainer as well. So oh, that's awesome. what I'm doing at the moment is online personal training and awesome. helping people from all ages and guys that are former athletes or guys that are 
wanting to be athletes. She's like, okay, how can I help you? So that's what I'll do. So obviously throughout your like entire life, you've had to do a lot of training based on football, whether it's yeah, actual crazy. football practice or off season training to maintain like your, like the body you need for whatever position you're playing and all that kind of stuff. Have you had an opportunity in your life to kind of just like at any point to just train the way you want to train, exercise the way you want to exercise, like do something a little off the book. Cause it seems like you've been playing since forever. You know, you know what? It's so crazy. Cause I've, I've tried that before mm-hmm. and uh, my body adjusted a lot differently than I, than it should. I got real like, like bulky and everything. And so I know for a fact that if I train a different way than I train now, then I'm going to change the, the way I look. Um, which is not a bad thing. I just know that for me, like I'm playing at a certain weight now, but if I just wanted to go, Hey, I want to bulk up here. I want to do this better. I can gain weight fast, not bad weight, but just weight in Wait, different right. areas. And, um, my receiver coach or my, you know, my position coach might be like, Hey man, like, Hey, slow you down. Gotta slow, <laughs> you got to slow down, brother. We're going to be in, in trouble. So I have to like remind myself like, Hey, I got to focus on the things that I can right now. But once everything is done and football is done completely, I know for a fact that like I'm gonna be like, hey, I'm gonna train the way I want to train, and I don't care. So it's it's cool though. But right now it's just like you know I gotta keep that lean look and yeah. uh, stay sharp and stay slim and stay fast and do all that stuff I can. And um, yeah, so I, the way the way I want to train is not right now, but when I am, trust me, you'll see it. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna have to reconnect with you when that day comes because I'm so interested to see how. Your training's gonna change, like what you get yourself into. Oh. I give you creds for staying like like through this style of training for your whole entire life. When I when sports stopped for me in high school because I wasn't going anywhere after that, I I was like, what do I do now? Like I've always trained to the way that my coaches told me to train. Like, where do I go? I could do anything I want to do. And I actually, I mean, obviously I love it because it's what I do all day, every day. <laughs> but it's it's a cool feeling knowing like, oh, I'm I'm in charge now. I can make the that, decisions. That that is the biggest. That's what like I loved at the at the moment. Uh, just say, hey, I can. Uh, if I want to squat every day, I can squat every day. If I don't want to squat every day, yeah. I don't have to squat every day. Um, and it's I definitely about somebody that not moment. being over your shoulder too, telling oh, you like yeah. you have to go faster or like you need to do one more. Oh yeah, where I can do three sets of five, and I'm like, I'm just gonna relax now. And versus yeah. a coach coming, no, you gotta do three sets of ten. You're like, oh gosh, like, so it's a difference. But you do have that, like, as a competitor or as an athlete or a person that just loves the to compete, you always gonna have that like drive to go, man. I I kind of want to be coached, you know. Like, I some of my best workouts are when I'm being coached by right. another another person. So right. I usually go back home in Dallas, Texas, and I have a coach. He's a speed coach. He's my strength coach as well. And uh, he pushes me. And, like, you know, I know how to do the workouts. And I tell everybody, I know how to do these workouts. If I want to teach you how to do these workouts, I can teach you. You're certain. But like, you're I, like, I, I love when a coach t- teaches me oh, or tells yeah. me, hey, you got to do these. And I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah. And pushes me. That makes the workout even better for some reason. I don't know why. It's I, well, because it's like, you know, our, our bodies feel when we feel pain our minds instantly want to stop it. Like something in our brain goes off where we're like, we're hurt. Like we need to stop. But you like that, that coach over your shoulder or a good training partner can see you doing the reps and know you have more in you. So it's really just, 
they really help you push past what you think you're capable of and get to what you're oh, yeah. actually capable of. Oh, so it's yeah. like new levels. I swear, new levels. I, I be feeling like I'm pushing to a new boundary. It's almost there. So yeah. and it's cool. It, it sucks in the moment, but then you're done with the oh. set and you're like, holy shit, I just did that. A hundred percent. I definitely agree. Now I know how it feels when I'm coaching somebody. I'm like, oh, I know. You can do better. And they're like, no, no. I'm like, yeah, you can do better. So when my coach tell me, I'm like, dang, coach, like, you want more it's of this? A, yeah. It's such a, like, a double-edged sword. I mean, I, like, when somebody's over my shoulder telling me I have three more reps, I want to kill them. Like, I'm like, oh, I, like I want to kill and, you. And then and I go and I personal train someone, and I'm like, you have more in you. And I just see the look on their face. And in my head, I'm just like, I'm sorry. I, I get it now. I completely get it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. That's funny. That is so true, though. I know. Do you have, okay. Here's a question for you to think about. Okay. What is your favorite part about the like the way you train? Like whether it's a favorite exercise or a favorite like form, like resistance training, cardio, blah, blah, blah. And what do you absolutely dread like the most? Like if your coach is like, we're doing this today, you're like, hell yeah. And then, oh shit, no. Okay. Uh, I think the favorite part after all the training and everything. I just love how like the body looks after Hi. after weeks on weeks of training, mm-hmm. right? And you're, you're trying to look at a certain goal, you're trying to get to a certain look, and like you can see your body slowly forming there, but you don't realize it because you're kind of like you see yourself every day. Yeah, exactly. But when you get when you get that first compliment from somebody that doesn't see you all the time, they're like, "Yo, you look great. What have you been doing?" <laughs> that is like the best feeling because yeah. you're just like, "Oh snap! Like something's paying off." Um, I think the worst feeling is just going and doing like a lot of cardio stuff. So like for me personally, yes, I run a lot. I'm a receiver. Yeah. I go train. I have to like constantly run and constantly do things that involves moving. And it's just like, yo, like I do not want to go out there and run on the field. I do not want to go out there and do this and that. But I know for a fact that it will help and pay off. One thing I did for one thing I did force myself doing back in high school was run track. Um, yep. I told myself, man, I don't know why I'm running track, but this will help me. And it definitely brought yeah. out another, another competitor out of me when it came to just like competing and running. Yeah, it's so like, different. It's track it's so, so different. different. Yeah. It's like you gotta, you're going to get embarrassed or not. Are you going to get beat or not? Like, oh. There, like, it's because I started, I played soccer for my whole life and then I got too many concussions, blah, blah, blah. Couldn't. Oh, wow anymore so i was like all right what else can i do i guess i can run it is a different feeling there's stepping out there with a team you're like it's all of us like you might miss like you might drop a pass like you or or a ball or whatever and it's kind of embarrassing for like a second but there's still a whole there's a lot of people yeah. going when when you like line up and that gun's about to go off you're like it's just you. <laughs> it's just me. And everyone can see if I'm really far behind. They can see if I'm fast or slow. And they're going to talk about you for weeks. And you're like, all right, I have to compete. I have to go fast. So, yeah. It's also a great way for you. I mean, I had in when I was in high school, basically, like, everybody on the football team, except for, like, the linemen did track. The linemen yes. did, like, field. But everybody, field, like, everybody. Scoring the thing and everything. Because it's oh, a yeah. way to condition yourself and stay in shape and really focus on just the actual like running aspect of it. So when you get back on the field the next season, 
it's, like it's nothing. It's natural. Like muscle memory. Yeah. All muscle memory. But I do give credit to people like play soccer because that's that is not easy either. You're all constantly going back and forth. It is forth. a series of short sprints. Short sprints. It's always running. I yeah, because I mean, listen, you got to run in football, obviously, but you guys get a second. Like in between play, about like 20, 20 seconds, 20 to 25 seconds. So you get at least a breather, but you, you can catch it. You, you got to get like one or two breaths in soccer, yeah. especially when it like in some circumstances, when you're really crunched for time and ball goes out of line, people throw it back in immediately. And you're just like, can I get a sec? Like just one, <laughs> like just five seconds. I know. <laughs> I got, oh, I played God. goalie for a while and then oh, um, wow. I stopped growing and I'm pretty short. So I was like, okay, I think it's time for me to move elsewhere. And I got put in midfield and I was like, this is the worst place you could put me. Like, I probably hate the run running most out of everyone. And you're going to make me run the most. Oh, midfield runs the most? Yeah. So midfield is in between offense and defense. So they play oh, both. Wow. So it's wow. like you're assisting both the offense and the defense. So you're just constantly going back and forth. Like offense, you know. You're more on the other side of the field and you'll yeah, push you back to halfway. Play. No, midfield, you're back for And I'm like, this is embarrassing. I'm so out of shape. <laughs> so I'm hey, glad I, those I, days are over. I like to pick weights up and put them down. Love that. Super I, fun. I, that's all that matters. That's all that matters. And you're doing all this in New York. You're up over the East Coast. So, yeah. So I'm in Jersey, born and raised. Awesome. Um, that's where I am. I mean, I went to high school here. I went to college here. And now I'm just living here. So what's the lifestyle of, of Jersey? Like, if you can give me a, a small, like, detail, like, is it just constantly on the go? Um, is it kind of more, like, mellow or what? So it depends on where you go, kind of. Okay. This is a very small state, but there's three sections to it. There's North Jersey, which is close to Manhattan. So it's very fast-paced. Everything's a little smaller. Um, yeah. There's a lot of money up there. There's awesome. South Jersey, that's like a different country, like or like a different state. It's like spread out farmland. Like it's they have a weird accent down there. It's super weird. And then yeah. I'm in the middle in Central Jersey. So we're more like by the beach. um, That kind of vibe, like beach vibes. Yeah. But everybody here, super fast paced, super... I would say like transparent. Like mm. if somebody's like people aren't gonna be nice to you for no reason sometimes. <laughs> not oh, yeah. not every not everyone, but that you like you can find you don't be surprised if somebody like not everyone's gonna be all rainbows and butterflies and hi, how are you? Like hope you have a great day. Yeah. People are just like, Why are you in my way? Yeah, get 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 the hell out of the way. <laughs> yeah, we're very uh, everyone's stressed out here though. It's like I don't know. I could probably use a day in a few days in Montana. Done. <laughs> you come out this way. I'm, it's it's very peaceful. I definitely. I was very nervous to come out here at first. You know, especially being an African American. Um, not right. seeing a lot of not seeing a lot of blacks out here. But I was going to say very, how very there's probably not people to begin with out there, let alone right, right. diverse people. <laughs> right. It's not a lot of diversity out here, but like they're a lot. They're all friendly out here. I, I definitely right. will give credit um they're cool great people that treat you the same and uh it's respect and so long as you respect them they respect you and 
everybody's cool and, and, and dandy. So I definitely, I definitely do appreciate that. You know, I kind of get that vibe because I feel like everybody who's in Montana, like you want to be in Montana. Otherwise you'd get out. And it just seems like everyone there is kind of like, we're happy here. What Like, why be rude to other people? Yeah, we're happy. We just want to mind our own business. They don't, they don't care about nothing else. They're just like, I just want to mind my own business. We chill here. And Some people could take a page out of that book. I'm telling you. I'm sure. What was it like in Oklahoma? Because that Oklahoma, I've never been, but st- like yeah. stereotype, like in my brain, gives me like deep south, like the Bible Belt. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's the Bible Belt kind of. It's definitely, it's definitely the Bible Belt when it comes to Oklahoma. Um, everybody there. I mean, you got diversity there. Of course, you got your black whites and. Um, everything in between Asians everything in between I've seen everything and uh, it's cool but like it's like I said it's very slow it's kind of like Montana but just straight flat and um, you're not gonna you're not gonna get the mountain views and all that stuff yeah you're just gonna get tumble you might see one riding down the street Um, but Tulsa is actually a big city you know over there so when you go there you're thinking like oh it might be kind of like you know, flat and plain. That's on the outskirts of Oklahoma. But in Tulsa, um, Oklahoma City, those two cities are really, really big. And um, Oklahoma City has the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, I remember when they came to the city when I was playing in Norman, and I was like, yo, we got an NBA team here? Like, what? <laughs> um, so that was crazy. But, like, everybody there is it's a small community. Everybody knows everybody. But everybody's close with everybody, too. So, like, if you're good with that person, you're good with everybody in that area. Wow. So you're not to worry about nothing. But if you're bad, they're gonna find out and they're gonna be like, keep him away, him or her away. So that is, um, you know what? That's exactly what I see in the movies. So yeah. you know, I feel like you always see those movies that take place down there, and it's like you know who has the bad reputation, who has the good reputation, yeah. if you've never made eye contact with them before. Yes, a hundred percent. But I definitely, I definitely do love it there. I mean, all love for the city of Tulsa. Um, I got it tatted on me for a reason because nice. I, I was raised it's a up there. Huge part of my life. Can never forget about it. Yeah. So your your daughters then, where mm-hmm. were they? Like, where are they being raised? Like, have they switched around? Texas, Montana? Nah, everywhere? just Texas. Yeah, just, just Texas. Texas. Yeah, yeah. Not they haven't they haven't got to experience anything else, but you know the Texas life. But I uh, I mean, other than traveling around too, right. but yeah. Pretty much one state, really. So, do you go see them during your when you're in, over here in Montana? Yeah. They they come see you, or I go I go see them. You know, right. when I go back home, back and forth. Because I I usually go back and forth around this time, but when I go back and forth, I spend time with them, and uh, I just make sure to keep my uh, keep my fatherhood and keep all that stuff responsibilities good. So yeah. I handle my business there, and then I come back up here and handle my business up here, and then go back and forth. But it's a little. They, do they kind of get it? Like, cause I feel like they're young and they don't like, do they? Yeah, they, they kind of get it. I mean, they don't really, they don't really think about anything differently. Um, other than the fact that well, they don't dad. know anything different, really. So yeah, not, nothing really. So it's, it's dad. That's all it says. It's dad. And when I see dad, they want to hang out. So I'm like, oh, oh cool. yeah. Well, that's going to make your relationship even more special. Cause I'm sure they're, they're head over heels when you come home. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. All the time. Yeah, it's so it's so important. It's like a, a speaking from some being somebody's daughter, <laughs> like a, a father daughter relationship is so important. And I feel like 
you don't realize until you're older how it can like it really molds like a a big aspect of your life and how you see people and love people and all that stuff yes I'm a big advocate for like parenthood's not a not a hobby it's not a fun thing like just for funsies let's have a kid <laughs> well one thing I do know is a lot of people tell me they said once your kids get into a certain age you know especially the girls they're gonna be like I know anything I know everything you ain't gotta tell me what to do I so one of I'm getting I'm getting prepared for that as time goes on but hopefully my love can be like hey you can always come lay on dad so oh yeah right I mean right now you got a lot of good years ahead yeah. of their own daddy daughter dances all yeah. that kind of stuff yeah my high school years I definitely was like you guys don't know what you're talking about things are today and I do and then I grew up and was like oh actually I didn't uh, that first bill comes up and that yeah. first now something breaks and I'm like dad can you come here oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah to this day like I already know like my sister because I've I'm the oldest so my right. sister's She'll call and hit up uh, my parents and stuff. They're like, hey, I need help. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I said, welcome to the real world. Now you uh-huh. get it. Like, oh, yeah. So she's funny. And then my younger brothers, they're young. They're 16. And okay. they, still got, they still got a lot to learn. But at the same time, they get spoiled. Because they're the babies. I'm like, I'm like, you guys, I'm like, they're just wait. Wait till your first bill comes. Wait till that first time you have to go away from Mom and dad, you're gonna flip out. So they've got a lot of life ahead of them. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. A lot of life. I also think that's such an important reason. Obviously, I mean you're you are still in professional sports, so you kind of have to work out. But I feel like yeah. if you weren't, you would since you have your CPT and stuff, you'd still be the type of person who exercised yes. regularly. But I was thinking of it from a girl like a girl and a mother standpoint, but it can go the same for guys. I think it's super important for everybody who's a parent to be taking care of their body because yes. you want to be able to protect, protect your child and, yes. and also be there for when your daughter calls you 20 years from now and is like, dad, can you come over and help me put this together and stuff? Like you want to be able to do that and just be like that. Gotta dad. Learn. Gotta learn all the time. That's one thing I definitely do appreciate just, just going through the motions of things right now it's just that at first you kind of like why why am i have to learn this stuff right now and as you grow get older just being raised by your parents and stuff yeah. like you kind of like why do i gotta build this why i gotta move along why i gotta do this right but then as you get older if something ever happens you know what to do and exactly. so it's just giving back and that's what i definitely do appreciate and if somebody like if one of them called me and they got older to this day i said hey can you help me with this all right, let's go do this. Let's go fix yeah, it. I mean, it's going to come a time where it's you're, you know, it's like not going to be you doing favors for your parents because they want you to learn, but it's because they need your help. They're yes. like, you know, and I feel like being physically able to do those things, a lot of people don't think about. It makes a huge difference. Yeah. Huge difference. I always I definitely, definitely preach that. Working out for the looks is uh, like obviously important in its own way. You want to feel comfortable in your body, yeah. but you should, we should all be exercising in some form just so we can keep doing things. Yes. Even get the basics. Old- all that yeah, get older and be able to not like be able to bend down. You know, It's hard to bend down now. <laughs> well, I was going to say that's for me, for you, you might need some, you might need some help there because yeah. I, I've heard how football takes a toll on the body. So. Oh yeah, 
WD forty. You need all that stuff right now for the joints. You like, I gotta loosen up everything. Bro. Oh my god, I can't even imagine. I do like I come back from like my leg days, and I'm like I'm dying. Like I can't I can't imagine do like doing that all the time. No, I'm not uh, built for that. Getting, getting tackled is like feeling like they say it's it's like feeling like getting in a car accident every time. So getting tackled, this is like gosh. I've been in one car accident, and I hope to never feel like that ever again. Yeah. So I'm good on the football. I guess I'll play flag if anybody really wants me to, but I don't yeah, think they do. Club, yeah, <laughs> I'll just watch it on my TV. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I know. Um, but I don't want to take up too too much of your time. But do you want to tell everybody where they can follow you on Instagram, TikTok, your training, all that kind of stuff? Yeah. So if you guys want to follow me, my Instagram is jsmalls underscore o nine. I kept it real simple. Same thing as my TikTok, jsmalls underscore nine. Um, if you want to find me on Twitter, it's just jsmalls underscore seventeen. Um, so I just had to switch out. Yeah, just a number switch real quick. And is that like you know, a and, thing or? Yeah. So my o nine o nine was my like first number in the league, the professional okay. football league. And so I kept that in college. I had a uh, seventeen. So okay. I had my Twitter for a while. So I was like, you know what? Let me just do 17 for here. And so I just kept it real simple with the numbers. Oh, and then, you know, you can find me on YouTube, Jordan Smallwood. Uh, see all my training stuff. Awesome. Uh, follow my life, day in the life and stuff. And so these things are, you can always hit me up, DM me. If you had any questions about anything, ask away. And then I'll do my best to find you guys and talk to you guys about it and help you guys out. And you can just find me on there. And then on threads is connected to my Instagram. So look me up. See all the things I like to talk about. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Threads is the fun place now. <laughs> oh, Threads is the fun place. I'm always asking questions, questions of the days, and, and oh, all that stuff. That. So fun. I gotta tune. I gotta tune in. Then I'll give my answers. Yes. I love that kind of stuff. Um, yes. But thank you so much for coming on and for being a resource for my listeners. I think that people are gonna very much enjoy your yes. story. And your life. And I will definitely have to have you. I would love to have you and Presley back on together one day. Forever. Yes. Come on. Let's do it. All right, everyone. Well, that pretty much wraps up this week's episode of Confessions of a Gym Rat. Make sure that you are subscribing on YouTube. I will be back next week at Lifts with Liz. Follow the podcast on Instagram at Confessions of a Gym Rat. And then follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Lifts with Liz. Have a happy, healthy, productive week. And I will talk to you next Monday.